Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Maps Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight. I'm Kelly Rickard and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Omar Abid. Hiya. Hello, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, I only saw you two days ago, didn't I? Yeah, what a treat for you. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's the first time we've actually, because we both do stand-up, but it's the first time we've been on the same lineup, isn't it? Yeah, and it was good, it was good fun. It was a really nice little gig, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... Uh... A small hipster type bar, would you say? I would say that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crammed. Yeah, but you couldn't do mad physical stuff with your comedy. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I just tend to stand there. So I occasionally <laughs> pace up and down a little bit, uh, but that's uh, I, I, I just keep my hand gestures within uh, a very small radius, so, yeah. so it was all right. Yeah, you did a bit of picking on the little boy behind the bar, didn't you? Yes, I... Um, Without meaning to give away my material, I talked a significant amount of time talking about his erection. Yeah, even though he's was only 16. <laughs> and I had a mad moment of panic where I was like, what if he's actually younger than 16, but they've let him work in the bar, so now he's got to lie about his age. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually like 13, and you were talking to him about his erection. Well, when he came when he came backstage, just to, I say backstage, it was like the, the storage room or we something. Were, we were in the store cupboard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was putting back a crate, or getting a crate of drinks or something. And, uh, you know, obviously we referenced what I'd been talking about on stage. And, and you were saying, hey, go on, get it out. No, I didn't. <laughs> you said something highly inappropriate. No, I didn't. He said, uh, didn't he say, oh, sorry, just watch that. It 
but it's jutting out there, something like that. And mm. I said, oh, yeah, like your erection. You know, call back, like <laughs> yeah. comedians do. Yeah, it was good. It, it wasn't <laughs> get it out. I need to keep my DBS for teaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was, it was good. You were very, you were very funny. I enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. So were you. That was said with a really kind of like, like you didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Reluctant praise, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good gig. And then, obviously, we fitted that in around, around maths. And this is going to be our last episode. It is. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, the wink, wink. Oh, because we've got a surprise. Right. Right. Um, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But this is our official last episode. Last sort of normal episode. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, we're we so close to the end, but I'm going on my honeymoon, as regular listeners will already know. Uh, but what we're going to miss... I'm still going to be doing the tweeting, so we're going to go right up to the end of the experiment. Uh, but we're not going to be podcasting about, I guess, final vows. No, which is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, but... It's, it's, you know, we, we've, we've done a lot. We're getting close to the end. And yeah. plus, I want to go on my fucking holiday. So. Yeah. I mean, you've put it off for a year. It's time for you to go, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. I've got a question for you before we start officially. Okay. Right, it's feedback week. And you have to swap. You have to go live with another woman and another man's coming into your house to live with Claire. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Does it have to be the same couple or can I pick... Cherry pick one from one couple. No, it's got to be the same couple. Oh. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, because they were all the same couple, weren't they? No, no, it was only... It wasn't. It was only Leighton and Melinda who swapped oh, directly. They were, oh, they were the only direct swap, weren't yeah. they? which really made it stand out how much the producers wanted, yeah. wanted the drama. Okay, no, okay, then let's make it like the programme. No, you can have whoever you want. Okay. Uh, I would go and live with Evelyn. Yeah. Just because she's... For her sparkling wit. <laughs> she, she does seem relatively funny. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, when you said it, when we thought it might have to be the same couple, I'd be happy for Rupert to spend time with, with Claire. I think you need to be careful. Well, this you? is it. I'm wondering about whether to just have Harrison move in there because I know how much Harrison enrages Claire. <laughs> so it'd just be funny. It'd be, for me, yeah. it'd be interesting. Obviously, it'd be horrible for her. Um, Ollie, I think she'd like to spend time yeah. with Ollie. It'd be but, easy to spend time with, I think. Yeah, not Leighton. He's a bit dull. Duncan seems all right. Yeah, I'd, no, let's... let's like Harrison. 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 Harrison's going to live with Claire. <laughs> yeah. What are your choices? Uh, I would let Evelyn nowhere near Nick. <laughs> that springs to mind immediately. Um, so that made it sound like he was a predator and that's not how I wanted it to sound. It's <laughs> yeah. just she is otherworldly beautiful and then you'd have to come home to me and be okay with that. And that would ruin our marriage. So I think I personally would choose to spend time with Rupert. Of course. Because I absolutely love him. And hopefully by the end of the three days, he'd be saying stuff like he says to Evelyn, like, I just fancy you all day at any time, any (laughs) moment. Yeah. Uh, Choose Rupert. And then who could go live with Nick? Alyssa. Alyssa? Yeah, because he wouldn't be able to handle her moods. It's weird that we've both chosen someone we don't want our partner to be able to. Yeah, of course you don't. You don't want to send them someone nice and lovely and then they have to come back and be disappointed with you. Yeah, true. But... 
I'll oh, back, no, back myself. I could send uh, send Duncan to live with Claire. I think she'd still choose me after having lived with Duncan for a few days. He's much better looking than me, I accept that. But I'm about 4,000 times funnier than he is. So. Okay. And, I'm, and probably even more modest. <laughs> 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 right. Should we get on with it? Yeah, let's do it. So, as is tradition, we're going to start with the commitment ceremony Mm -hmm. and Jesse and Claire, because they were the only couple to leave. I think that was, we knew that was coming after the dinner party, didn't we? It was on the cards after Harrison threw the grenade. Can I just say, I found it so frustrating, we will get on to Jesse and Claire, but how Harrison wasn't really pulled up on his behaviour by the experts. Right. I found the commitment ceremony really frustrating. And then, on top of that, Jesse again saying... She cheated on me. <laughs> and Claire again saying, I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't. I was like, why is she not screaming in his face? It was only a kiss. <laughs> I couldn't hear that anymore. Yeah, but what else is he meant to say? They're forced to rehash the same thing a million times. Yeah, but he could say it in a different way. Like, oh, I realise it was only a kiss and that I've talked about this a lot. Yeah, but they're never going to leave that in, are they? They're never going to. They're never going to say... <sighs> Oh, yeah, but please talk more about how repetitive the TV programme is. No, but you can say, I realise it was only a kiss, and I was being horrible to her at the time, and she has really apologised. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have shoehorned some of that in, instead of saying again, oh, she cheated on me, it's been really hard. And- <laughs> yeah, well, as we've discussed, there's there's been people online who think Jesse's playing the victim, and I don't think he's playing the victim. I think he's he's where he is. He's sort of stuck in the process because, let's remember, she put stay and he put leave. Mm. And it keeps being talked about. It's hard for him to, to move on from it. If like he, he probably is sick of talking about himself. But when you sat on the, the, the couch there and they're asking you what's going on and Harrison's saying, what do you think of the dinner party? No wonder he didn't want to go on the boys' night this yeah. week because it's like, fucking hell, they'll have to talk about this again. The other thing is, as well, with Harrison... Harrison's connection to Claire and Jesse. Harrison had said at the dinner party, well, I know from Bronte that Claire said to Bronte that she was only staying in the process to redeem her image. Not one person, not one of the experts brought that up. Not not one person said, let's go to Bronte. Did Claire say this? Yeah, let's go to Bronte, who's just looking wildly panicked. Because <laughs> Harrison kept saying that it's true. No one ever went to Bronte and said, did you go and talk to Claire? Yeah. What, did you, what did you say? It was just sort of left. And again, a common common thing online is that the experts haven't been, been um, going after Harrison enough. But I would counter with, what is their role on the programme? Their role isn't to, to be like, um, oh, let's make sure everyone's friends. It's to to counsel the the couples that are involved. When Harrison and Bronte are there, sat in front of them, they will talk about their relationship. I think John, in particular, when he said, and I want to say this to the group, but in particular Harrison, that your words have consequences kind of thing. Yeah. You did a bit of a Cam's mum thing, words words can hurt. Words can hurt. But actually, have have more respect for John (laughs) than than I do for uh, Cam's crazy mum. So, so like, how much do you expect them to do? They're not going to run over and start twatting. No, see, now I think this is a big difference between the Australian production and the British one. Mm -hmm. Because I think on the British couch, they would have been called to account. And I think actually we see and hear a lot more from the experts in the British one. And I think the experts are more fairly represented in the British one. 
I would hazard a guess that the production team is very heavily male in Australia because Alessandra and Mel barely made the edit in that commitment ceremony. Really? We be- and that's so rare compared to the British one, which I always feel really tries hard to be fair between the three judges in yeah. terms of their exposure. Yeah, it's interesting. I I've, I feel like we've not seen as, mu- as much of Mel. And I love her. And yeah. Totally, she's she's definitely one of our one of our favourites. Yeah, like you know, we've had her. I had her on here. She very very kindly offered to come on. And her when she kind of calls the boys to account, that's some yeah, of my favourite awesome. stuff. Like, yeah, I, w- I was thinking, like especially with all this gaslighting thing going yeah. on, I was thought I'm going to get some great stuff from Mel, and we did. We had some snippets, but yeah, now you say it, it did seem to be more John John centric. It's it's very John centric. All John has to do to get. To make the edits, put his chin up in the air. You know how he does, like he smells something off, he goes like that. And then it's over to John. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, but now you say it, I suppose it's Mel in particular. Because I know yeah. I've, when I've been doing the tweets, I've, I've definitely got a few of Alessandra's uh, facial expressions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of Mel this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did say loads of mad shit. I bet, I mad bet she shit. did say yeah. brilliant stuff. But maybe it was cut out because she was... You want to keep the drama going, don't yeah. you? And and Mel actually being a bit more aggressive and forceful with the with the guys. Like, how much of that... Does that facilitate the entertainment value of the programme? I guess. Like, if Mel was to really put Harrison in his place, then all of that stuff on social media about, is he bad, isn't he? That would yeah. be put to rest. Cause it would be like, when Mel said... He's bad, so he definitely is. Yeah, there's no good. There's no good having a villain who uh, week after week is just chastised. Yeah, I would you, have enjoyed. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a villain to be like keep building their villainy. Yeah. You know, into, yeah. if if you look at it in terms of in terms of storylines. Were you sad that Claire and Jesse left? Yes and no. I think they were right to leave. I think if Jesse had had this experience earlier in his life as in a relationship that was promising, but things went wrong, rather than the... It just sounds like he had bad relationships previously. Or he was kept in a cupboard. Yeah, exactly. Harry Potter style. Uh, I think if he'd have had this type of relationship earlier, he would have learned from it, and then when he'd come on the show, I think he would have been a more rounded product. He would have learned that you can't be as rude as he was to Claire in in the beginning. He would have learned that it was just a kiss. I can either move past it or I can't. Yeah. Without moving past it, and then one person, Harrison, says one thing, and he suddenly the whole thing crumbles. Yeah. You know, because his as much as he tried, it was all the foundations were still rocky. So I think they were they were maybe only ever going to be friends because I'm not sure he in particular was ready, or maybe just the chemistry wasn't there. They'd be great friends, but they're never going to be more than that. So. You know, like I say, he want he's wanted to leave from the he wanted to leave at the very beginning. He wanted to leave at the previous commitment ceremony, and there's no more she can do. She has accepted. She has owned her. Mm-hmm. You know, she actions. handed him a whip and took it over and <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> but I don't think he was the one whipping her. Oh, he was a bit. <laughs> he was a bit. I'm sad that they've left as individuals because I found them both. I found him entertaining and funny and sometimes confusing. But Claire, I actually thought, I think she's really inspiring because I'm somebody who I'm a bit scared of confrontation. She is not. She she 
she doesn't hide behind other people. She will articulate her feelings to people's faces, regardless of what the fallout's going to be. And the way she handled things with Jesse, yes, she made a mistake, but the way she owned up to it and uh, kept apologising, but not it was a proper apology. I think she was brilliant. I'm really sad that we won't see her anymore. Well, yeah, not see her until two nights later at the girls' night. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they were like, Claire's gone, so now nothing's happening. We need to bring them. <laughs> Let's bring them back. Yeah. So then we had a new thing. We had feedback week. Mixed reviews. Mixed few. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> From the contestants or from people on social media? People on social media, and I was kind of a bit iffy with it. I will say, it's such a long series that every year there's a point where you think, oh, this episode's a bit dull, that episode's a bit dull. And that's happened previously this year, but then the last 25 minutes, some crazy shit will happen, and you forget that the previous hour wasn't that entertaining. But feedback week, I don't know, it, it just felt... Especially because we mentioned earlier that it really felt a bit forced that they'd swapped Leighton and Melinda deliberately with Harrison and Bronte. Yeah. And there were no other direct couple swaps in that way. So it just felt like, oh, this is just blatantly to stir some drama. And there was so much Harrison stuff that obviously he's been a dick throughout the series. But there were other things going on. There was um, Caitlin and Shannon, Dan and Sandy, Janelle and Adam. But this last couple of weeks have been very heavy. Harrison, yeah, I, Harrison, I'm getting show. I'm getting sick of tweeting about him, but it's just all the Harrison show. But just generally, it was like they did a similar thing. It wasn't. It didn't seem as contrived. Where you know you'd go on a date with them or something. You didn't have to spend three days with them. I don't know. I quite liked it. Okay. I think they I'll should delete all that. Then. No, no, <laughs> you're right. Opinion, uh, but you're wrong. No, I I liked it. I thought because I was getting bored. Right. Um. And obviously, you are a slightly bigger fan of the programme than me. I was later coming to the programme than you, and I was just like, I cannot watch another week that follows the same structure where Harrison just ruins a dinner party again. And so I was like, oh, something new, something new to think about and discuss. And yeah, and then I was really, really surprised by kind of what it prompted, particularly with Mel and Leighton. Yes. His response really surprised me. Yes, and this was a learning opportunity for me, actually, because I was I was surprised by my own response to their response. Oh, well, go on, tell me. Well, firstly, do you think he should have just done the task? Yeah. Why? Because everybody else was, and because I think he misunderstood what the task was. Totally. He thought he, Harrison was going to come in and have sex with Mel, mm-hmm. and that he was going to have to go and have sex with Bronte. Yes. He misunderstood what it was about. And no matter how many times it was explained to him by Mel, yeah. he, he just didn't seem to... He couldn't get it through his head. Yeah, no, he couldn't. It's like, mate, you're just going to go stay with someone else for three and spend time with them. Yeah. You don't have to... You're not now married to them. Yeah. It's just a, it's a sleepover. You, you, like, Ollie slept on the settee while yeah, Lindell, yeah. Lindell had the bed. It wasn't a... It wasn't a no, Life swap and thing. it was annoying the way he kept trying to take the moral high ground with it. 
and then was the first to shove his partner under the bus when he was chatting with Bronte. Like, mm. I, I wasn't sure about that. It was like, no, no, I, I've, I, morally this is wrong. Another man coming here, me going, oh, but now I'm going to sit with Bronte and say, yeah, actually, she is Mel's full of red flags. And Exactly. I don't know why he kept going on about his principles. And what, what principle, what that you... You have this long-held principle of when you're on a reality TV show about marriage. <laughs> that you, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. It's not crossing some boundary about you know thou shalt not kill. No, it's like just go and stay in another an apartment on the next floor down. Yeah, and just ignore Bronte because she's a dickhead. And this is the thing: just do it because it's part of what you signed up for. You know that they're, they're swapping you with those people for drama, but you're not even getting the worst end of the stick. No, Mel is. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll come back to Leighton because okay. uh, I've still not told you my, my learning okay, that, yeah. I, that I had from it. But another thing was people are saying he was getting annoyed and he didn't want to do it because some people have speculated that there is a, a sexual romantic spark between well, Harrison course, and Mel. Of course people are going to think that because romantic comedies from the beginning of time have shown us this stupid narrative of a couple that starts off hating each other and by scene three... They're in bed together. Has that ever happened to you in real life? You hate a woman. You literally hate her. <laughs> and then you end up having sex with her and get married and have babies. Uh, no, but, you know, as we discussed last week about, or, or the week before about Dan, when, you know, how did you suddenly find someone attractive? This is different. <laughs> it is different. This is totally different. This is, you hate this person. You properly yeah. hate them. But this is it. Do you think then Melinda properly hates Harrison. Yeah. I do. I don't buy it that there's sexual... There is, there is tension between them. Of course he them. fancies her. He's stupid. Yeah, and she might, on a physical level, find him attractive. <laughs> I don't think so either. Now that she knows his personality, I think even if she might have initially, that's definitely, that's definitely gone. I just think there's tension there because they know they hate each other. They're forced to spend time together. It's awkward. So they make sort of jokes yeah. and, and things like that. And Leighton was just making it worse by having absolutely no sense of humour. <laughs> like, like so weird. Like, I understand that some people had said, agreed with him when he said he was being mocked. And fair enough, he was being being mocked because at, at first I thought, no, he's not. They, they were slight. They were, but what else could they do because his reaction was so big? Yeah. Like, it was such mild mockery yeah of like oh it's keys in a bowl stuff because it's everyone there knows that it's not keys in a bowl stuff you're the only one who thinks yeah, it's, and it's that. the obvious reference to make to diffuse the tension here that, he, what else could they, of course you'd make that joke yeah he's he's dug his heels in. and i think we've seen actually he's he's stubborn which is something that's been said by mel quite a lot before but i actually think he's got a temper on him Mm. And which I've not noticed before, and this is probably the learning. Oh, thank bit. God, we've got there. My <laughs> <laughs> learning was to keep my uh, keep my discussions brief. <laughs> uh, the response that Mel had when she was really upset, and she's like crying and going, "Oh, I'm so you know, I'm so upset." My initial thing about that was it, it bugged me, it annoyed me. Okay, and, and I was sort of on. Not that I was on his side, but I thought just because you react in that type of emotional way, that doesn't mean you're right. No, absolutely. But really what you should have done is Leighton, they should have just dropped the argument for, for a minute and Leighton should have given her a hug. Everything calms down. Then they can get back to the rational 
discussion that they're having. I knew the word rational was coming. <laughs> no, but the thing is, he isn't being rational either. No. Just because he's... But he thinks he is. And I, th- I think I'm actually like this. Okay. I think because I'm not shouting or crying or screaming or whatever. But actually, I know that I'm not in control of my emotional yeah. state. It's just that my emotional state is to be like... Is to shut down a bit and it's it's colder... But it's no less emotional. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's why it's weird that the experts were saying to him, you're not in touch with your emotions. He absolutely is. He's just not expressing them in a way that another man or a woman might. But he, I think he thinks he is in touch with his emotions, but he's not. Otherwise, why would he need the day? The day. The why? day was punishment. <laughs> was it was definitely punishment. Yeah. He might not have realised, but that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. I, so I initially put that I didn't, like her response and it bugged me mm-hmm. and then I thought about it overnight and I talked, talked to Claire about it and I realised that you I, were wrong. I was wrong yeah basically was that when Claire told you, you <laughs> yeah <laughs> when I had to sleep on the windowsill <laughs> um, so then I did another tweet the next day saying oh, I've had a change of change of heart about this and and rethought it but the interesting thing I think is that right given that they're both emotional responses Melinda's emotional response is crying and you know, she's almost mm. hyperventilating. Leighton's emotional response is to sort of shut down and be a bit eggy, <laughs> yeah. you used to say. Like, but one of those gets a lot more sympathy than the others, than the other. Not necessarily, because you didn't give sympathy to Mel. Yeah, fine, but I would say I'm an outlier because the general response... And there were people who agreed with me when I criticised yeah. her. And I never thought she was doing it as a tactic. No, no, it's, it wasn't a tactic. Yeah, she was clearly very upset. It still just annoyed me. Like, But I would say it was 70-30 in favour of her like sympathy. Yeah. And that's that's probably been generous to late, and it was probably more 75-80%. Yeah. So, I know I get what you're saying. I, I took it very much as they're both really upset here. They're just displaying it in different ways. Yeah. Well, um, well, she's very confrontational, mm-hmm. whereas he thinks he's rational yeah. and needs some time. And I guess this is the best example we've had of this lack of communication style. Yeah. I had a learning too, because I was watching Mel and I was like, that was me 20 years ago. I I could cry to the point of hyperventilating at the drop of a hat. Not to act, that's genuinely how emotional I was. And then I was like, when was the last time I cried? <laughs> And I thought, oh my God, I, I must be like repressing like mad or I'm just happy, but I don't know. <laughs> it did, it scared me a bit. I was like, oh, I used to be like that. Well, um, to me, I don't know what to do when someone's like that. Of course you don't. <laughs> I don't just like, can you just, can you, can you, can you just calm the fuck down? You're making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you just, well, Leighton was good in that moment, I thought. He was holding her hand. He didn't try and walk out. He didn't. You know, he wasn't trying to gaslight or anything. He kind of sat with it. That's but, what I keep hearing on all the parenting forums. <laughs> but then he did say, I still need the day, though. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> so, I think we should move on to the to the cause of all the conflict. Harrison coming in. <laughs> He's got some balls. i got to respect him for that. Just sat in front of him, just going, you guys don't agree about anything. <laughs> he's like... He's like a weird teenage brother, isn't he? That's just there to wind up people. That's his sole purpose and it makes him really happy. Yeah. And people want to be better and think, he's not going to bug me this time. Two minutes later, it's worked again. 
Yeah, you can tell Harrison loves winding people up, and the perfect example of that was on the boys' night when he was just winding Adam up, clearly because he knew he'd get a bite yeah. from him. He's turning to other people, winking and smiling, and then turning back to Adam and going, you, you need to take accountability. You need to own it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just like... And it's that smile all the time, isn't it, when he knows he's really upset somebody. It's bizarre, though. Well, it is bizarre. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it, but he seems to certainly get... I mean, he's literally said it at the dinner party that uh, when he was talking to Lyndall, like, couldn't you go and do some accounting remote, you know? I know, but for me, I can kind of... kind of understand where he's coming from with the rest of the group in poking fun or stoking the flames of the fire, but I don't understand the way he is with Bronte. I don't, I don't understand that at all. And what do you think of her? I've, I've lost virtually all sympathy that I, that I had for her. Why? Because she keeps going undone and then coming back. <laughs> I have such mixed feelings about this moment, but the original thing was it really made me laugh. When, when she went to Harrison after the girls' night mm. and said, they were all asking about my motivations and... You know, is it fake? Is it not? Expecting some reassurance from Harrison. He said, well, it doesn't sound like they were attacking you. It sounds like they had reasonable questions. I know. <laughs> and then he says, if you spend weeks on end bad-mouthing your husband, talking about emotional manipulation, gaslighting, calling him every name, name under the sun, and then you stay, don't be surprised if it bites you in the ass. I know, but I'm like, but you're talking about you. Yeah, he's he's criticising her for staying with him. I know. So, yeah, I don't. I still don't know. I st- I I don't think we'll ever know what Bronte's thinking. I don't know. If she knows what she's thinking. Yeah. I think she's she's probably got muddled between a lot of things. We spoke about whether it's just to get Instagram followers to be on TV. Was she? Did she want a relationship? To be, did she want to become a celebrity? I think it's all of these things, and she's tried to play some kind of. And they all go in wanting to give the best version of themselves or hopefully get something out of it, whether that be a relationship or fame. So you're going to go in with a certain front you want to put put on. You do that with a part, with a person you meet in normal life, don't you? You just meet your... Um, you put on your best... You try, yeah. Yeah, but she's got muddled between wanting to do so many things that none of it's, none of it's working. Okay, yeah. So it all just looks like... It all seems very, very fake, which it is. You know, she should have left ages ago. I'm not even sure they're going to leave now. No, I think they'll stay. Do you? Yeah. He said unequivocally. Yeah, no, they're going to stay. He's going to put stay, just because he's a wind-up merchant, and that's the biggest wind-up of all, isn't it? No, no, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm staying. <laughs> Bronte keeps saying she's done, but she's obviously going to be back. Yeah. That's not the last we've seen of her, is it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the dinner... The dinner party where it was it was framed that shot between Melinda and Leighton, and uh, Harrison was just on the opposite side of the table, yeah. <laughs> just with his arms crossed, smirking. It was beautiful cinematography. I mean, one of the worst things he did was when he said to Leighton about how him and Mel had been up drinking wine till oh, three yeah, in the morning yeah. or whatever. I was like, ow, yeah, you, you're trying to hurt now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Because again, it wasn't denied. Oh, might might have been. Yeah, it seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the, it's the one thing where I think, oh, well, maybe there is some credence to the... They don't fancy each other. 
He, he fancies her. She doesn't fancy him. Yeah, just trying to get a get a boost up. Yeah. Bronte was weird, though, with Leighton. Well, I don't know if weird's the right word, but she really did... I don't know what it felt like, unless it was the way it was edited, that she really did want to cause some trouble with Leighton and Mel. Yeah, she's been a, been a mini Harrison. Yeah. And trying to, trying to stir things up, saying that she thinks Melinda had gaslit him. I know. Like, yeah, it's not... I don't know if she knows what's going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's just wildly looking around the room all the time, panicked. I know, bless her. Bless her. No, I do. I think whatever's going on, it hasn't worked the way she wanted it to. I don't think she's necessarily a bad person. And we've seen her be upset quite a bit, and that's not nice. I don't, I don't think... I don't think she's... I, I, she's as manipulative as Harrison. I don't think she's as aware of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not that she's been completely emotionally manipulated. I don't know, mean that. But I think how confusing he is and what a wind-up merchant he is, that's got to be really difficult to live with. Yeah. Well, they're just he's just not into the relationship. So it's not... Behind closed doors, I don't imagine there's any affection or anything yeah. like that. I think he's he is just there to have fun and his having fun is being with the other people and winding them up. Yeah. So there's not much else there for... <laughs> there for. <laughs> the dinner party when Mel was like, your wife's not here, why are you here? And he was like, can't I meet up with my friends? <laughs> and then it cut to Tani and Ollie and she went, he's not my friend, is he your friend? And he went, well, uh, he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He did. He uses the, the the language of the language of abuse or whatever that is. I don't know how to say these buzzwords of like when he said, oh, "I feel like I'm being attacked." It's like you're not being attacked. They're just asking where Bronte is. <laughs> she's she's your wife, and you were the last one seen. He goes, "Well, that that I can that I can speak to, but I don't need to be reminded who she is. I know she's my wife." <laughs> when you say you feel attacked, it does stop people from. Yeah. Even if they're asking legitimate questions. Yeah. But he's the king of deflection, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's actually really good at it. Like, whatever is put on him, he can spin it back around and all of a sudden there's people breaking up all around him. <laughs> <laughs> Just the flames of destruction burning around him. <laughs> Big thing at the dinner party, which Harrison, as I say, got in, got involved in because he was he felt uh, poor Cam, poor Cam was being ganged up on. It was Cam and Lyndall? Yeah, I am so intrigued by this couple. I've been looking forward to talking to you about this one because even before we got to the dinner party, I noticed when Lyndall moved in with Ollie that there was just a different energy about her. She was really happy. She was really chilled, and I thought. There is that thing where you can really like somebody, like she really likes Cam, but they're not good for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel with those two, because I really like Lyndall. Mm-hmm. I think she's lovely, she's authentic, she's empathetic with the other people, supportive. I feel like she looks for reasons to be happy. and But I feel very much that Cam has always had the upper hand in the relationship, and her mood depends very much on where his mood is. This was before we got to the dinner party. Yes. And and I felt like a few weeks ago, we saw something in him just switch off. Because mm-hmm. he was definitely into her in the beginning. Like yeah. the wedding ceremony and all of that. And then something just kind of switched off and he wasn't showing affection and all of this stuff. Uh, and then 
at the dinner party, I mean, what a bombshell to drop. <laughs> yeah. that, this, this job that he's got out in the bush, it's not just weeks at a time, it could be a year, and he wouldn't even be able to text. I mean, that's bollocks, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think so. I mean, there must be ways of staying in contact with people this day what does he do well this is what Can we clarify yes this came up on twitter because a lot of people were saying what does he do does he like he's a carpenter uh, apparently he builds infrastructure for indigenous communities oh god well yeah. that's a really brilliant noble job isn't it <laughs> so it is something which is worthwhile and obviously by its very that's nature he's, he's in he's in remote areas okay but Still, why did you come on the show? I, I, I struggle to believe that like this was something that he's just suddenly come upon that opportunity. Maybe he did. It was only just offered to him around the same time as he was he was given a, a position on maths. But the the killer blow was the you said you'd move for love to the... I know, I know. And he just didn't get what he'd said in the moment. It's yeah. like, yeah, I did say I would move for love, yeah. but I don't want to move. <laughs> I know, and John John the expert went, it's like Cam doesn't quite understand what he's saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt really sorry for her, but I just don't think... I just think she can do better. So do I. It's the top and bottom of it. Even if he was staying, if he lived in Perth, I think she's from, even if he lived in Perth, I bet there's there's blokes within a five minute walk that <laughs> it would be better for her than, than yeah. Cam. I totally agree, and I don't normally buy into that. Oh, she could find somebody better, but he he's not that into her. Yeah, and she's got so many amazing qualities, and she's really attractive, and she's a lovely person, and you can just kind of see her crumbling next to him. I don't see what he brings to it. No, and like there's little. Naggy things about him, like when he was paired with Alyssa, and the producer said, uh, "How's it going with Alyssa?" And with a really cheeky face, he went, "Very well, actually." And I thought, "Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to make it sound like actually you fancy Alyssa?" And that, mm. yeah, I he's think... a bit too old school crocodile Dundee Australian bloke for me. Right? Okay, you think he needs to needs to broaden his. Yeah. Horizons a bit. I just think he... Right, I reckon he does what Nick does sometimes, which really bugs me. Sometimes when we're in the house together, me and Nick, he will play to an invisible male audience that isn't here. Right? <laughs> so he'll make a really chauvinist joke, and I'm like... This is, did you think I was going to laugh at that? It's like he thinks his friends are watching, and I get that vibe from Cam. Right, but okay. like... Yeah, yeah, me and Alyssa are getting on really well. Who are you talking to? <laughs> the invisible male audience. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I sort of do, because I, I think I sort of do that. Oh, don't. It's... No, but but Claire, I think, um, knows that I'm doing it as a joke. Yeah, oh, all right. Your marriage is better, would <laughs> Or maybe, maybe Nikki's trying to teach your son the, the right way to deal with How he does <laughs> talk about when he's older, he's going to join Team Notch, because that's what Nick's friends like to call themselves. Oh, right. As Fully in, grown, married men. Te- team Notch, as in how many notches on the bedpost can we get? <laughs> that's not a good banter. That's it's <laughs> awful. And they call themselves the Jolly Boys. The Jolly Boys? I've got very little time for them. I don't mind them individually, but en masse, they're unbearable. <laughs> I think that's true of most groups of groups of lads. Like I love it. I'm going to I'm going to uh, stag soon, uh, and I can't wait because it's going to be yeah. just 
just the chance to act like an, an, an idiot without anyone judging me for yeah. it. And actually being encouraged for acting like an idiot. Yeah, and being <laughs> applauded for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I do see that in Cam. I see I see what you mean. Yeah. Ollie of Ollie and Tarny, he could be an expert. <laughs> I like that now we only know who he is if you say the full title. <laughs> he could be an expert. If he got any airtime, you know, but but um, I know. he was asking some good questions. He was. It makes me laugh because, I mean, the first week I was like, he reminds me of a John Hughes character from an 80s film. But now he started to dress like one as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he asks some very probing questions, doesn't he? Yeah, he did ask some good questions. He always seems to ask them in a reasonable way as well. It's not, um, you know, they're just nice, nice people and kind of well, well-centred. He is it's constantly him. trying to audition for acting work, though. He's <laughs> constantly doing impressions and voices and accents. And Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, they're good. The, the, uh, the Steve Jobs thing was quite good, I thought. I've had a bit of a cynical thought, though, about Ollie and Tanny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if cynical's the right word, but they're clearly very happy, and I think they're genuine about liking each other. I don't know if they fancy each other that much. Really? Yeah. Like when she came back from the three days away, they didn't have a kiss. They were, they had a cuddle. Oh, right. Like okay. pals might. And they call each other mate and bro. And yes, you brought that up before. It freaks me out that. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. And, and on the couch when they talked about love, mm-hmm. it was that wishy-washy, you know I hate this, wishy-washy, well, it's not love yet, but we're on our way there. Right, right. I don't know. I never really... Maybe because that's not how it was for me. I don't really understand people who aren't in love yet, but we might be one day. Right. What's that? What is that? Well, I think that is because of how it happened for you seeing Nick walk on stage and you're like... Oh, oh. shut up. Just... <laughs> but no, but, I but even before Nick, I've always been very sure of my feelings. Either way, I haven't been like, oh, I'm... I really like this person and if we spend more time together, I might love them. But then I saw a Jay Shetty video the other day, right, which I thought was really interesting because he said, we all bandy this word love around. Right. But who's to say that? So say love to me might mean a lifelong marriage. Love to you might mean sleeping with somebody one night. Okay. So, like we, we don't know what we mean when we say it. We, mm-hmm. we don't quantify it in the same way. So maybe that's it as well. But to me, love should feel, it should knock you off your feet. Right, okay. And how long have they been together, sleeping together? And if they're still in that, we might love each other. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I've always been fairly hesitant in of relationships. Of course you have, <laughs> Mr. Rational. <laughs> so I sort of get it. You like you, you reassess constant uh, reappraisal of your position. That's, but then... That's not love, is it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because you keep if you if you do the if you do the reappraisal and you think you know on balance the balance sheet is we're in the black. So oh let's my go. god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It must do... have been different with Claire though. No, this is what I was going to say. It's not like that now because once you get past a certain threshold, you think like <laughs> threshold. I'm really worried. Like. <laughs> Claire's going to listen to this and be like, can we talk about this? What did you mean? No, I mean, that like, well, it's just dating, isn't it? You, you don't, it's, I think it would be rare to, to go on two dates with someone and be like, oh, we're in love, we're going to no, spend No, no, I didn't, I, God, I didn't say that. I didn't say that to him. I kept it very hidden. I know yeah, but you I knew, do. though. 
I was very, very sure that I hadn't felt like that before and that this was going to be something wildly different to the well, other with, relationships with, I'd had. With Claire, I knew I hadn't felt like that before, but that's no reason to be a mental case. <laughs> like, I wasn't mental. All right. You're just jealous because <laughs> you found a companion. No, no. I just... It's weird when people are like, do you see it with Tani and Ollie, though? They've been together that closely and that intense... And they're like, we don't love each other. We might be on our way to it. Mm-hmm. The, I, I do know what you mean. And they're so young. I just sort of feel like... They, I think they will be together at the end of this process. Yeah, but will it last? That's the thing. But then, you know, how do you know with any relationship, really? I think they, they, they I think it's unlikely just because they're so young. And you probably have... A, most people probably have, a, you know, two, three big relationships in their lives, don't they? Yeah. They so, are very young. So just statistically, it's... Probably not. But also, their youth is another thing that makes me think, why aren't they just wildly, daftly falling in love? Because it's generally older people who've been hurt that go, I'm not going to rush into it this time and I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. But they've done all the Tinder stuff. That was at the very beginning. They yeah. were saying that, it, you know, they've kind of been through the dating world and just not found it to be yeah. what they wanted. So, you know, they were, they were kind of older souls. Yeah, and I've got, I mean, I have got double standards because I wouldn't, I always had a thing that I wouldn't trust somebody that said they loved me in the very early stages. I'll just be like, that. you can't, that's nonsense. <laughs> Whilst quietly thinking, I think I may, but no. no. <laughs> Another couple, I suppose, then, that I've not been sure about. Rupert and Evelyn. Yeah, I love them. Do you think they're going to last? I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they'll last the series. Right. Uh, and then I don't know about final vows. Rupert has been the only bloke who's called out Harrison to his face. Yes. It's very impressive. Very there's, impressive. There's one common denominator in this drama, and it's you. I love that. <laughs> I put in my tweet, like, does anyone remember that guy at the wedding who couldn't speak? As you said, she she talked to him and you just go, Hello? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what a few nights with Evelyn can do for you, you see. He's a man now. You see, I think this is unfair, because other people have said that Evelyn's rub- rubbing off on him. So that's, I think that might be unfair to Rupert. He might have always been like that. Yeah, no, I agree. But now he's got the confidence to air that side of himself. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm living my best life. Oh. Look how hot Evelyn is. He can't believe it, can <laughs> yeah. he? And when they were on the couch and she said she was attracted to him, he was so buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're good. I just don't know if I see that. I suppose this is maybe what you're talking about, that real intense spark yeah i'm not sure i see that yeah i'm not sure i see that from them so i think it could go either way they might be together at the end when they were trying to get them to be very specific about what they done physically <laughs> he was like well i've slapped her on the arse <laughs> and uh, we've kissed <laughs> we've kept one of the big stories for the end Alyssa and duncan Commitment yeah. ceremony. She did it. She said the uh, the infamous phrase we've heard a lot of, I have a child. Yes. What are your feelings on how she has handled this? All, all of it. How she's well, handled the, all of it. 
I when I was often now when I'm watching it, I'm watching it thinking, oh, I wonder what Omar's thinking of this bit. And I thought, I bet he absolutely hates Alyssa because she's everything you hate, isn't she? She's emotional and she's a mother. <laughs> um, White. Yeah, all of those things. Um, here's what I think. I think. <laughs> Hang on for a second. Sorry, I just let that go. She's a. You think I hate mothers? <laughs> I was just making a joke, but it went over your head. I'm used to it with male audiences. It's fine. Save it for the girls. Um, Yeah, no, I think she's going to be painted to be this awful villain. I think she's a victim of trauma and she's frightened of abandonment. So she is pushing Duncan as hard as she possibly can to see when he'll break and when he'll leave. Just to make herself feel safe. That's what I think she's doing. The I have a child thing... I've spoken about this openly. Being a mother makes you completely irrational because it is a feeling... Can you imagine if I said that? Yeah, yeah, but you're not allowed to because you're not a parent and not a woman. It makes you completely irrational because it's a love that it totally floors you hormonally as well. Like, it's, it just does. And your primary, primary instinct is to be with that being and protect them against all costs. So to choose to walk away from them, knowingly walk away from them for however, how many years long is this experiment? (laughs) But like it's long, that's going to leave you with some huge mam guilt. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be really hard to sit with and live with. So that's there. But I think more than that, she likes Duncan. She's really scared that she likes him. So she's pushing him and it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. She's just pushing him away. Well, it's definitely becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy does she like him that much? She told all the girls at the retreat that she's he's not her type. Yeah, but like in your book, you just wait a few years, go on a few dates, see if it starts <laughs> to change. Yeah. But he's not... He has done everything perfectly by the book, apart from maybe that one time he said, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, Even no, though he, he should, has. He he's, shouldn't have really apologised then at no, all anyway. He's, he's been amazing. Yeah. So it's like, what else does she want from him? It's fine, she's a trauma... Yeah, she's self-sabotaging, all this sort of stuff. But, well, there's a point where you either break that pattern or you just don't end up with a with a successful relationship. I agree. And she's not going to end up with a successful no, relationship. Like, when she when she said, I have a child at the commitment ceremony and then left in, in tears and got in the lift, you know, he was just stood there as the lift doors are closing. Alessandra turned to Mel and goes, like, what is the issue? Yeah. And he says, oh, she's missing a child, which is true, but... No, that wasn't all of it, though, was it? Like, that's they made it about the missing the child, but that's not what she was saying. She mm-hmm. was saying how... She wanted to know, basically, that he was ready to be a dad, I think. But he'll... Ne- she'll, no, no, because he can never know that, because he'll never understand. He will never understand what it's like to be... Is he infertile or something? Like, what's the... What's the he can only do as much as he's doing. I but, agree. Like, and she's still just going to go, well, you're not a parent, so you don't understand. Well... I guess you're going to have to limit your dating pool to single dads then. Yeah. But then even then there will be an issue yeah. because you don't want uh, you don't want to give up you don't want to take the chance on someone even when it's a, a clear winning bet. Yeah. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. If I was him, I'd be out of there. Totally. Yeah. You can't stick it. But I think it's sad because I don't think she's an evil person. I think she she needs some help. I think she. I think. She needs some therapy and some time, and uh, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to walk away before that happens. But yeah, 
I don't. I'm not. I'm not prepared to call her a villain because I don't think she is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think she is. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, the thing is, I, I do agree with you, but and this is again something that's come up online: is people saying she needs she needs therapy. I personally feel uncomfortable saying that because I don't know enough about. Um, do you just want to call her a villain instead? Yeah, it's easier. It's okay. much easier. And look, she might need therapy, and I do agree she has problems which she uh, needs help with, whether that be professional therapy or not. I don't. I don't know. But both things can be true. All that can be true. What I've just said, and she's also just fucking annoying, which she is. She is annoying. What in what way though? In the way that he will say to her when you're having these. You know, you need time to get your head together and all this. Be it one day, like how long is that gonna gonna take? You know, well, it changes. It can change moment to moment. I need as long as I need. Like, well, what do I what do I do in that time? Just sit and wait for you. Yes, that is annoying. That is annoying. That's an unreasonable thing, it thing is to, unreasonable. to expect from it someone. It is unreasonable. And like he gave her the the awesome photo shoot that he did with that did with Evelyn. He didn't seem to have well more fun with Evelyn. Like I, I've never seen him like really laugh or smile no, that much. it's true. It, it, it kind of mirrored that thing that I saw with Lyndall, yes. where they're, they're happier once you take them out of their relationship, which yeah. it should never be. Yeah. It, like, he has, because early on, him and Alyssa were all right. So it's not true that I haven't seen him laugh and smile and things, but he seemed a lot easier with Evelyn. Yeah. You know, it just did. He was doing the whole Bake Off thing with the... With the yeah, mix. I know, and I... I like him. He's, he, uh, I do like Duncan. I just think it, it can't work while she's in that headspace. It can't. No. And that, he, you know, he's just going to get more confused and more hurt. I think it's going to be... Do you think they'll they'll stay? Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, it's my dark horse for them, for them leaving. Oh, really? Yeah. Who will put leave? Well, they'll both have to. Oh yeah, of course. But who? Uh, uh, mm. Do you think there's any place in which one of them will write leave and one of them will write stay? There is. I suspect. I suspect he'll write leave and she'll write stay. Mm. I'd have a lot of respect for him. Well, I already have respect for Duncan because yeah, he's, yeah, he's handled himself really well. Yeah, but I don't think like he can. I think he's got a good assessment of what's going on. Yeah. Like when he said at the commitment ceremony, I don't think it's about that. I went to play tennis. I think that. Alyssa is insecure and she's manifesting that by picking out little things in my behaviour, which isn't fair. He gave a really sound assessment of what's going on and she didn't like it and she didn't like that no one else was on her side. No. The expert sided with him. Then he tries to comfort her and she did what she always does. She pulled away and went, you know, don't don't touch me, please. Yeah. You know, because she can't stand that she's just in the wrong. Yeah. I think in her mind he was gaslighting her there. Because she was really trying to say that it had hurt her that they hadn't spent that time together. And he was going, yeah, you're mental. Um, so that's what I think was going on for her. But uh, yeah, from an outsider looking in, she was being very unreasonable. Yeah. I don't, I, it's not that I don't like... Well, I do not like her on a you know entertainment level. She is a villain villain for me. But I just think, yeah, you're going you're gonna to end up in not happy or no relationship yeah. at all. If you don't change your ways, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> because she definitely listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she'll take uh, she'll take my advice to to heart. I'm sure.
Okay, so that's it for this episode and this series again. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, we've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It ha- it's been personally, like in our personal lives with work and stuff, it's been the most intense one, hasn't it? Trying to fit this one in. Do you think? For me, definitely. Well, yeah, for you. Okay, I found it. I think the very first one we did, we were surprised how successful yes. it was. So suddenly going from all right, we'll just record this and see how it goes to the first night getting thousands of likes on Twitter and things. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do we yeah. do with this? <laughs> yeah. I don't, my phone's not got enough battery to deal yeah. with it. Uh, but now this is our third series, I think. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been great. I think it's been been good. I've really enjoyed the interactions with everyone. Yeah. All our, our Twitter followers doubled. It's been good. And yeah. we're going to be back. Yeah, we are. We're going to be back in the autumn with... The UK version. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully two episodes a week. Yeah, that's what you're angling for. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly wants to drop to a half an episode a week. Yeah. Should we just do one episode at the end of the series? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do love it. I love this. And I love I love the nice people on social media. I don't know how many times I've woken up to, he's vile on my Instagram though. <laughs> That trying to keep Instagram nice, that's gone now. It's just gone to the dogs. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do, though, is because, as I say, I will still be tweeting uh, for most of the rest of the series until I'm literally getting on a plane and going off on my honeymoon. I'm going to do a series of polls to okay. kind of round out the, round out the series. Nice. About, you know, kind of bigger issues so we can look, back on, the, look yeah. back on the full series. So you've got that to look forward to. But until our next episode... I've been Omar Abid. I've been Kelly Rickard. We're done. We are done. I'm done. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.